Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So... What's your weird story? Hello, Weirdsville! Hey, it's time once again for the What's Your Weird Story podcast with me, Adam Beebe, your host, but not the only host. The other host over here is my best friend um, in the world who's been my friend forever. And um, I legally have to say that, but it's also true. Mr. Barry Johnston. Oh, I'm melting. I'm melting. <laughs> we, it's hot we, down there, huh? We literally went from nice, cool spring-type weather to, like, open the oven door, as you would say. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it It's so hot here, it's ridiculous, but... Uh, it would have been nice if we could have sort of just eased our way into it, but that's not how it worked out this year, and and that's okay. We're okay with it, you know. How's it over there? Is it hot like it is here? Uh, well, you know, it has increased slightly in the heat, uh, but it's been really muggy. It's been raining a lot yeah. the past few days, so it's been muggy as all get out. And yep. of course, my uh, car. AC stopped uh, putting out the cold air, so I've been cruising with the windows down, mm. which is nice, but yeah. also one of the side effects of that is being uh, hit in the face many a times or body by the cicadas that are just everywhere. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. I've heard. I've heard they're bad this year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so, exactly. hey, so we kind of want to... Uh, hey, there was a news report that came out recently about the ufo thing at the findings uh, that the, you know but the uh the government has kind of said so we uh, there's not a lot to it so here's a th- here's something interesting that i wanted to share with you about this is i was watching a report done by some folks that um that i like getting my news from uh, one of the journalists, he used to be a White House reporter. Mm-hmm. And he said, I want to talk about this because I want to explain how things are done. Mm-hmm. And he said, first of all, the Pentagon hates Congress. Mm-hmm. They hate that they have to explain themselves to Congress and have to be involved in their questioning. And mm-hmm. they wanted to control the narrative of this story so what they did was they leaked it first in order to put them in a position to where it got the point across that they that they were trying to get out there okay Mm -hmm. which is no secret the pentagon does not want to play this up because it makes them look weak in my opinion no yeah definitely right so they leak the story to reporters. They put it out there in the way that they want it to be put out there before the Congress, before the actual report has a chance to get out there. So it is no surprise to me that our own government can't even work together to get something like this done. You know, 
Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, historically, our own government can can barely work together to get anything done. I mean, you know, we're not trying to be political by any means. That's one of the reasons we do this is to get away from all that stuff of the world. But, you know, I mean, it does seem to me like the whole thing of it is, is we're just going to tell them that it's not UFOs. It's not aliens. Right. But... But it's we not don't know not what it is. right. It's not us, right? We don't think it's them. Yeah. So it's not 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 aliens, right? Or however many. It's a weird. Yeah, it's a weird position to take. Mm-hmm. You know that um, could it be uh, other countries that have discovered this technology? Sure, it could be, but we don't think it is. Like we're pretty right. damn sure that it's not. Could it be aliens? I mean, we highly doubt it is, but it could be. You know, it's like, yeah. what the fuck are you trying? We're so we're, n- we're not dumb. Yeah, we're not, we're not dumb. Yeah, so it's it's nothing new. It's the perpetuation of the the leaked evidence and the video footage that has been the smoking gun stuff. Um, they're just kind of like, hmm. They're shrugging it off, Bottle. And that's right. that's basically their official stance because nobody wants to take an official stance and nobody wants to surrender the illusion of power. Yeah. I think, like you were touching on. And also they don't want to I, I still think they're trying to gauge general public reaction. Yeah. And I think it's going to be something that, you know, so it's be something to keep our eyes out on, you know, keep your eyes in the sky um, because you never know when you're going to see something. Like the other day, last, was it last week, week before, I was driving home and about 7.15 and I just kind of glanced up in the the sky. It's it's still bright, sunny day, not really many clouds in my, where I was looking and I saw this bright, shining thing, like it was reflecting uh, light, you know, off of it, like right. off of a metal surface, you know? Yep. And it was a dot shaped. And so, uh, you know, I was like, huh, what's that? So, you know, I'm trying to look at the road, look at it, look at the road, look at it. And I mean, it's there for like, you know, three seconds and it's gone. Right. You know? And, yeah. you know, at first I was like, okay, well, that's relatively speaking in the area towards that direction is where the major airport is. Right. And I see planes a lot, Yep. you know, in that direction. Yep. So in my mind, I'm like, well, I'll look at it to see if it's, you know, plane shaped somehow, Yep. you know, or if it glints again or whatever, cause it's like a turning or something, but you know, it just was gone. So again, yeah. I don't know what that was. Who knows? You know, in all likelihood, it was a plane, but then again, it could have been something else yeah, altogether. Exactly. Completely. It could have been anything. And that's what's great about it. We use our imagination, man. You know what I yeah. mean? Uh, so anyway, yeah, interesting. And we'll keep uh, we'll keep talking about this as we find new things out. And um, who knows what the future will provide. Barry, did you get that text I sent you yesterday? I did, yes. And um, and your text told me to not let you forget to tell the story, which I totally forgot to remind you to tell the story. 
Well, fortunately, I also pre- prefaced that with "I probably won't forget," but right. remind me. So here, so I we are forget. we are in our mid forties. Right, right, right. So okay, so yesterday I'm working. You know, I'm doing my deliveries, and I pull into um, this condo, bunch of condos, and they're in, in this area, in this uh, section of town, and um, pulling in, and I see this car, and it's up on the grass in front of the condo, you know, just past the parking. And I'm like, huh, well, that's strange. You know, people usually, I guess somebody, I don't know why you would pull up like that. Maybe they're doing something, unloading the car or whatever, but I don't know. And so then I pull in and I notice that there's this little old lady walking around by the door coming down, you know, and she's kind of like leaning against the car coming down. And I, you know, I'm like, this is strange. So I park and I get out, and I'm like, are you okay? Do you, you know, is this... And I realized that the car is not just in the grass. It's in the sunken down patio of the apartment on the lower level. Okay, wait, what now? Her car is there? Her car has driven over the grass... And into oh. the open, the lower, the the lower level subterranean patio. Oh, um, you know that's like yeah. There's the wall that's right there at ground level. Oh so gosh, ground level's raised up a little bit, and then the apartment's like mostly yeah. underneath that. Ground. Yeah, and there's that open little patio area. Okay. There. So yeah, so wow. Uh, I quickly realized, you know, like this old lady is shook up, and she has driven her car into this into the you know the post yeah. on the front of the building and in yeah. half and a quarter of it the front right passenger side over there is dangling oh, over geez. into the 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 patio situation there sure. and the tire is spinning and spinning and spinning uh. and so i go over and she's like i just you know i i just I couldn't, I didn't break. I couldn't get the brake to where I wouldn't, you know, something yeah. she was confused about. Uh, what? Yeah. She was in shock. She was shaken sure. up and she was fine. So I helped her out. You know, I helped her down to the flat area there. One of the neighbors came by and was just like, Oh, you know, what's going on? And, um, you know, and I was like, I, I don't know. I don't know. She's like, is she okay? I'm like, I think she's okay. I don't know. I'm just at Amazon delivery driver. Yeah. I just got, even know who this lady is sure, so sure so yeah so I, uh, I get her from the car the car is not totaled or anything like that so she couldn't have been going very fast right fortunately yeah um but you know she did smack into the the, the that patio yeah and she had a little dog little chihuahua there uh with her in the car yeah so the dog's in the car and i try to get the dog out of the car but he you know, she that dog is also shook up and scared and everything. Sure. And she jumps out. So I'm, you know, I don't I don't know anybody here. I don't live over in this area. Yeah. You know, I don't know what's going on. So you know, so I'm like, okay, well, I was like, do you have? She's, you know, do you, are you okay? First, I'm going to make sure you're okay. You know. Yeah. And she said, and she said she was fine, and she's just, you know, really just shaken up and embarrassed and all this stuff. I was like, do you have somebody? to call um you know i don't know what we need to do here we probably need to call the, the property manager mm-hmm. yeah uh, 
you know, it, you're okay, so it doesn't seem like we need to call the ambulance. Right. I don't know if you call the police in this or not. I don't know what the situation is. Was it a lot of damage? It didn't really appear to be a lot of damage, okay. but it was just there, yeah. you know. Right. And fortunately enough, or ironically enough, I don't know which one, the the house that she almost drove into, the apartment condo that she almost drove into was her own. Okay. Yeah. So there's at least that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So anyway, so wow. I got her, um, got her to go into her house, and somebody called. So like she, I guess she got it, and everything. And I couldn't really stick around, but I got you know I turned the car off and yeah. I got the keys out and I gave it to her and I yeah. got made sure that she was safe and she was in her house and yeah. that was you know she could center. Yeah. At that point, sure. And she kept telling me, "She's like, I'm 85 years old, yeah, and you know, all this stuff." And, and sure. the neighbor was like, um, "She just, you know, she didn't know anything to do." She's like, sure. "I don't know her last name. I, you know, we, yeah. we, you know, we're just neighbors. We're not, you know, I don't know anything. You know, I don't know what who to call or whatever." Yeah. And I'm like, "I don't know." So. Well, that uh, was yeah. that was nice of you to take your time and help her out, oh, man. Yeah, I mean, that's what you do, man. I know, somebody, I know. But you, you know what? Help, you, you know, know what, Adam? A lot of people don't these days, and that's sad. We were raised differently. We were raised to take care of of folks. Oh yeah, and well, I would hope I would hope. I know, but a lot of people don't. So <laughs> I'm I'm commending you, man. I'm commending wow. you. I'm not telling the story for that. I was just telling the story because it was a weird experience that I had yeah. yesterday. That is a weird and, experience. Uh, so yeah. So afterwards, I mean, I couldn't. I was, I, 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 I was gonna wait around with her, but like I couldn't because I mean I was on, I was working. Yeah. And I'd already, you know, taken off. You know, I spent a half an hour, basically, yeah. making sure this, the site was safe and that she right. was safe and that everything was as okay as I could get. Yeah. And so then I went, and I just started my route, so I had like two more hours right. to go. So sure. I finished up, yeah. and I drove back by because I was going to go and check in on yeah. her. Um, and uh, when I got there, the um, the the car had been moved. Oh, good, and good. So good. I'm get, you know, so she got a hold of somebody. And she's good. Okay. And and then the neighbor said that she has family that come by and see her all the time. So good. There's that. But hopefully. You know, I mean, hopefully she's okay. Yeah. I, you know, I'm sure she she didn't she didn't didn't see busted up. She didn't say she was hurt or anything. Good. But so yeah. So anyway, that's good. yeah. That's that was my that was my weird story. That's a good weird story uh, for yesterday. That's good. So. We've got a. Uh, I think we've provided a good podcast today. We've got uh, a really uh, cool guy, man. He came on. He got in touch with us. He shares the same first name. As with me, and that's right. And we so we love Adam, we love the name Adam, we love hearing yes. the name. Uh, his name is Adam Beerman, and he has a podcast, and uh, and it's a great podcast, man. And yeah. so he wanted to come on, we wanted to bring him on, and we wanted to talk about uh, weird things in his life. Yeah, he's got some great stories, and uh, his, you have to check out his podcast. We'll talk about it here later on. It's called Breezin' with Beerman. Um, but, uh, yeah, so let's get to it. Adam, that's a great name you've got there. Very classy. It reeks of intelligence and good looks. Thank you for joining us. What's your weird story? 
Well, first, I want to agree with you, too. Adam's a great name. I, I might be older than you. I don't know. When I grew up, at least in the United States, there weren't many Adams. Yeah. In England, it was more common. It's coming, mm-hmm. becoming more common. Yeah. You know, sometimes when I see movie credits or anything, someone is named Adam. Right. I like yeah. it. Right. It's, right. Like, it's like not that common, but common, and it's not weird and, and stuff. But I'm going to be weird, I promise you. Good. Excellent. Good. <laughs> <laughs> My wife thinks I'm weird. Um. I, I have a couple. Three happened to me, and one happened to my brother. But I'll start maybe with the servant girl, cool. which actually did happen to me. And I should, I, um, in 1971 or something, early 70, my cousins moved to Kennebunkport, Maine. This is before Kennebunkport. Now I don't know if you've been there. It's kind of bougie, and yeah. you know, people, a lot of weekend day trippers, and things have got expensive. But my cousins moved there. It was real Maine. I mean, my um. My oldest, my the middle cousin I had, he graduated from Kenny Bunk High. Two girls got pregnant senior year by their fathers. I mean, you wow. know, yeah, yeah, you can have that. It's a lot of contradictory cultures there. You have Appalachia, you, have, you know, you have like salt of the earth people. You're working class, you're all type. Sure. Kenny Bunk had that. A lot of right. lobster fishermen and everything. Yeah. Right. They kind of they can't pay the property taxes anymore. They moved inward. Right. But. We, we bought a house, um, a little house on Kennebunk Lower Village, and I was hanging out with my younger cousin, Jamie, and all his friends, I can't do a main accent that well, they're, they're, but they would say, that's the widow maker, that's that's the servant girl's house, the servant girl's house. They, they say widow maker, because they also, in a lot of those main houses on the third floor, that you have like a balcony where, in the 18th century, women would see um, their husband's ships come in, and if they oh, found yeah. out for any reason that the husband hadn't lived, something happened on the ship, they would jump off. Oh. But we didn't have a widow maker. We didn't have a widow maker. Right. But anyway, it was called the servant's girl's house. So finally, I heard that like two or three times. So I asked my cousin, I go, why is this house called the servant girl's house? And he goes, do you really want to know? I go, yeah. And he goes, well, supposedly there was this turn of the century. There was this Irish girl. The Irish back then, they came in. They were treated bad by the ruling Protestant establishment. They got all the crummy jobs. She was a servant girl. Her name was Bridget. And in our, and you can still today, in, in the house where I live, this, the basement, the, the stairs are very steep. It was a root cellar back then. Supposedly, she tripped, fell, broke her neck. Wow. You know, so that's, we have a soul that didn't really want to go at its time and had a kind of tragic, violent ending. I mean, that makes it up a ghost. So cut like three years later. I mean, it freaked me out. I'm, I'm still young enough to be looking under, you know, for coffins under my bed or something. Right, yeah. And, um, <laughs> but, you know, I kind of forgot about it. So anyway, cut to, um, I think I'm a freshman in high school. And my parents are going to Portland, Maine to have a, to a nice restaurant for a lobster and steak dinner or something. And they told me, because my dad's a doctor, he says, like, Adam, we won't be home. Probably past 12, but you should at least go to bed by 12. You need your, you know, he's, he, your brain, you need sleep. So I go, fine, fine. But of course, I'm not paying attention to that. And I'm watching TV and I'm in the living room. And also, all I can, now I'm not joking here. Now I'm getting weirded out a little bit. I felt like a hot light boring into the right side of my head. Mm. This all happened within a, maybe a minute or two. And then I, uh, that feeling, a lot of people say they get, for whatever reason, that someone is staring at you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I quickly turned to my right. I know this won't be on TV. I turned to my right, and there is a person. And, and she's, she's black hair, a very alabaster white face, dressed in, like, you know, like it's that white kind of uh, cheap, flimsy dress, I guess, that working class people, working girls would have. Mm. And I quickly scanned down. I see her, she has bare feet, but her feet aren't touching the ground. This happens oh. really quick. So I'm startled. 
I turn and I instinctively run towards her. I don't know why. That was my reaction. Like, ah! And she goes up like a wisp, uh, like a wisp, like a feather, like a wisp of, of smoke up the stairs. So I run to the stairs. I look up. I see her face, a bluish light, and a little bit of her shoulders, and it fades away. Wow. This happened within three minutes, two. Then I sit down, and I remember one thing I said is like, it's all true. It's all true. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, yeah. Especially when you're kids, you love you. When you're a kid, you love that the ghost stories, and part of you yeah. wants it to be true. You don't want it, but you know, yeah. But life after death, you know. Why do we have religion, right? Because we're we always wonder about death, right? So I sit down, and then I go. What I think was a catatonic shock. I did not right. get out of the chair. Right. I was too afraid. I had to go to the bathroom, and I didn't get out of the chair. Damn. Wow. My parents come home maybe two in the morning. And I did run to the door. I'm like, Mom, Dad, but I know. Also, I become from ninth grade, you know, freshman in high school, I become a four year old. Mommy, yeah, yeah. you just don't know. So the server, blah, 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 blah. They sit me down and then they calm me down. They see I'm distressed. And I explain to them what happened. My father, being a doctor, and you know, their parents, right? They go, yeah. You were probably asleep. You woke up, but your brain was still asleep. Your subconscious told you that. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. And then they go, Now go upstairs. Now, I was pretty, you know, I wasn't an angel, but I was pretty obedient. I said, I'm not going upstairs. That's where the attic was. And the attic, we, we've renovated it since then, but it was creepy. It was just a big, musty old room, big room, yeah. big room, with two beds on either, and it was pitch black, not a big window. I, I go, I'm not going upstairs. And it got to a little fight. My dad actually grabbed me, he goes, stop the silliness, get upstairs. I go, I'm not going. And then when they saw that it was, I grabbed the chair, and I almost had tears. I'm, like, I'm not doing it. They really saw whatever. We're not going to push the issue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, for, I didn't sleep up there until I became an adult. But two years later, I'm sleeping downstairs. My brother Todd's upstairs. We hear a scream, and we run upstairs. And he said that he woke up, and he saw a girl looking at him quizzically. And since he knows karate, he went like, Psh! and he says, "Head went right through her her, her face." Wow. And I asked to describe what she looked like, and he said. What, what I saw. Wow. And then Todd yeah. joined me downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> you could have had the whole family sleeping downstairs. Oh, you bet. Wow. Then that it got renovated. Uh, my my parents at the time they added they they put in really a modern renovation. The walls, two bedrooms, a bathroom. And I guess I and then the next time I went up there because we stopped going to Maine for a while because it was kind of boring for us until yeah. we got more older. Yeah. You know, back then it was really one light town and everything. And, um, the movie theater didn't open during the day unless it was raining and a flag would go up. Now it's completely changed. So, but when I went back as an adult, I still remembered it, but I didn't get the creepy feeling, and I've slept up there and everything. So I don't know. Did the spirit go with the renovation? I, I don't know. Wow. Wow. That's why I have a couple more if you want. But no, that's yeah, great. Yeah, we definitely do. But we, what that? That's that, a lot. That's that's a lot. Yeah, that's wild. That's. We had another no, get. We had another guest on some time ago that grew up in Kenny Bentport, and, and oh. yeah, 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 and 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 told a story about it. And um, so you're not the first one, but in that area, when we talked to him, I remember going on a like a Wikipedia page and just kind of getting into the whole. That area is really beautiful, man. It's it's historical. 
um, beautiful buildings and homes, and I could see the creepy value is is quite up there for sure. Yeah, it's Stephen Kingish. It's Stephen yeah. King. It's where right. he's from, yeah. up in Bangor, in Winter's House. Some of these old Victorian ho- homes, they just speak of character. Some are almost sinister. Maybe it's in your head, right. or maybe yeah. they look like haunted houses. Yeah, supposedly there's that that that. Uh, novella dark shadows in the late 60s i think the opening credits they went to some estate up in maine mm-hmm. to, shoot, to shoot it and everything right yeah because it's very it's very austere very english very old yes. it reeks yeah. for us americans you know you know antiquity that's true and a lot of history a lot of violence i mean civil war was up there and also a lot of people died from different you know, back in the day you died from a lot of things sure yeah yeah you and know? i mean you know fish just being fishermen and lobstermen and stuff like that, I mean, that's, you know, especially in the older times before any kind of modernization and mechanic mechanization of the fisheries and stuff or the boats. I mean, that was, that's, I mean, it's still, it's still a super hard, you know, life oh, very dangerous. for that. But yeah. before, you know, now it was even more dangerous and more difficult back in the day where you could, I mean, you get, swept out to sea by just a random wave on what would probably normally be a regular nice calm day just you know storms or come up or whatever you know so that's that's hard living and that creates you know a lot of a lot of death and and of course you know people lived harder and you know they you know yeah, you also, you just yeah. brought up something, something too. A lot of those houses have been pre- preserved and renovated, so they're still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever entities are there, I mean, they're there. Yeah, I mean, right. So yeah, they've done a great job with that. Because I, you know, Princeton has changed a lot in Maine. That you know, that a lot of people until recently, people didn't leave Maine. You stayed in Maine. That was it. Was a way of life. Mm-hmm. You, you're a maniac. My cousins are still called the people from Connecticut. Right. They grew up most of their, you know, <laughs> most of their pre-adolescent to adolescent life and adult life in Maine, but to the locals, you know. But then again, you meet people there who don't leave the county, much sure. less. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. funny because we, I live in in a part of the world where you see a lot of that as well. Um, yeah. Right. You know, especially toward the east, <clears throat> where you get into the Arkansas Hill Country. There, you know, you're talking about Appalachia. And and there's a lot of that kind of history, you know, around that area. My 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 family is from my mother's side, are from that area, and um, so there, it goes back generation upon generation upon generation. It's tribal, it's tribal. Yeah, 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 yeah. very much. So. And there's something too about the mountains and about. Um, and we've talked before, you know, especially on the coast there, where you've got water and you've got just all the history with the family lineages. Uh, you know the the sailors and uh, and the fishermen and all that. It's, it's it's cool. It's really cool. Yeah, a lot of them are libertarians too. I wouldn't even say. I mean, right. they're where do your own thing, live right. your own way, yep. do what yeah. you want. Right. You know, I don't care. That's your business. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. So okay. So give us another one. Give us another yeah, yeah. story. Um. Let me see. We have the servant girl, the uh, the uh, ghost dog. Oh, well, this is a really weird one. Um, I lived in Washington D.C. and uh, for five years, a friend of mine went to the local Presbyterian church. And uh, one day, I was you know I'm, I'm not going to get into religious, but I was kind of knocking hit religion. And I go Presbyterians, especially, you're boring. White <laughs> Presbyterians, very boring people. Yeah. 
we the grew- Princeton, like, found it on you know, Presbyterian and stuff. And I go, what do you do? He say, oh, please, God, let's help people. And, and you, know, not, you know, singing. And he goes, well, I'm a lot of fun. And also the Reverend Brown there happens to be psychic. And he's amazing. So I'm like, okay, Reverend Brown say, is this a scam? Is this some, some storefront church and this guy's yeah. charging money? And he goes, no, we're a regular, you know, regular mainstream denominational Presbyterian USA church. And Reverend Brown doesn't ask for money, but if you want to donate, that's how he raises money, and, he, and all the money goes to the church or his causes. And he goes, if you want, he'll, he'll be psychic with you. And I go, okay, how does it work? And he told me what happens, you go there, Reverend Brown will give you a four-by-six note card. You write down five questions, and then four to five people who have died that you were close to. And what happened, and I, well, I'll go on. And, and then he told me that um, he, he um, basically... He doesn't see you write anything and everything, and then he just takes your hand he, with your hand with the, with the card in it, and he fills out the questions and and the dead, and then he tells you stuff about them. Wow! And I go, well, he might have known you, and he he know he knows me. My friend told me, but he he didn't know what I wrote down. He didn't know people I had died. I never told him, and he figured it all out. And I go, if you you go at him. He knows nothing. I I've not told him you're coming. This is the first time I'm bringing it up. Yeah. So I go on a blank slate. I meet Reverend Brown. Again, I was still expecting some con game. Something was going to happen yeah. here, you know. And yeah. he was going to tell me, I'm going to win the lottery. Can you give me 50 bucks? And can you help me out? So I sit down and he goes, glad to meet you, Adam. You're a friend of so-and-so. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, uh, I got 30 minutes. So here's a card. Write down five questions you have and four to five people who have died that you're close to. And, and um, I'm, I have to go out of the room. And when I come back, don't let me see it. Just put it in your hand, crumple it up, and I'll take your hand. So then he comes back in. He fell out. He told me I was going to get divorced. I'm, I'm remarried. He told me I was going to get divorced, which did happen. He, he figured out three or four other questions, but the dead thing really freaked me out. Uh, my grandfather died a couple years earlier. He got his name. Wow. He told me how he died. Told me that he's you know he's in heaven. He's happy. Whatever you know, whatever the extra life is. My grandmother who died 12 years earlier on my dad's side, Gertrude got her name gertrude how do you get the name gertrude yeah wow yeah. And, he, and he goes she loves you she's always behind your shoulder this is your guardian angel you don't even know it wow she'll always be there for you i mean I was, and then he got two other people but what what he didn't get which completely freaked me out senior year my graduating partner in high school was david newton the next year he took a year he didn't know what he wanted to do with his life he went with his friend to denver he was killed on a, on a motor, he was on a motorcycle with his friend. And he got hit by a drunk driver at 9 a.m. in the morning. The truck that killed him. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I hadn't written his name down though. And all of a sudden, he goes, "Somebody else is coming." Somebody said, "David New." He didn't get the Newton, but he got David New. Mm. And he told me that he wanted. He accepts. This is God's. You know, God's plan. It's the way of the life. He accepted what happened to him. He's fine, but he, he keeps on getting called down to earth or his feelings because people feel bad for him and right. people pity him and stuff. And he did, he wanted that to stop. And I didn't even write that down. I didn't write down his name. I said nothing. Never. And he didn't get the name. He got David New. It was like it was like a radio getting a signal. Wow. And that's when I lost it. I said, that's, I, I can't. That's enough. That's enough. Wow. Wow. That happened. It happened. David that's, New. Yeah. Wow. First of all, you you know, I don't know if I've ever heard of, uh, you know, a, a psychic reverend, you know, a psychic preacher that is, you know, because typically the church, you know, or and, and their the Christian churches, you know, they don't want anything to do with that. They think it's, you know, it's, you know, like you said, it's either a scam 
or it's you know these kind of abilities are of the devil or whatever. Yeah, like that. or they get snobby. They go, come on, that's antique. You know, this old. Yeah. We're past that. You right. Know, you know, they don't want to. They don't want to be reminded of their past. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Witches and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's wow. Yeah. So then he told me that you know he just and so I calmed down. He gave me some sherry and stuff. <laughs> And um, also, I go, do you want, he goes, if you want to donate, donate. If you don't want to donate, donate. I, all the money anyone gives me, I just put in this box and we use it for the church. Or we have a drive for kids in, in Anacostia, Washington and stuff. And I give him 10 bucks. He just told me, no, he just, some people have it, some people don't. Wow. And he, and he told me I was more psychic than I realized. He goes, you might go into a room, let's say you're wearing a silly shirt or something, and then you're going to pick up on that everyone's going, what a stupid shirt. And that's why you feel uncomfortable in that room. Uh, and he goes, some people say an intuition. He goes, you're actually just feeling what other people are thinking much stronger. That is interesting. And, yeah. yeah. And he said, he just had, he had the natural, he saw dead people. He, he, I mean, it was, it was right out, it was right out of, um, what was that thing? I see dead people. Yeah. He was seeing them at five, you know, he, yeah. he, um, he grew to, to accept it and not be scared by it. And one reason he became a minister and he didn't really share it with people because he didn't want to freak them out. Yeah. He just said he has the power, he has the antenna, whatever you want to say it, see it. Wow. And, but he sees him all the time. He goes to a friend's funeral, he said. And then the, someone was eulogizing his friend and saying all these things about him that wasn't true. His friend was actually kind of a jerk. And he said he could see his friend's figure behind the casket going. <laughs> I remember that. That's funny. That's funny. And, and, and then he told me, he goes, Adam, old biblical face, you know, don't worry about the dead, worry about the living. Right. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot to be said for that. That's for sure. That is interesting, man. And I'm surprised that I'm surprised that he let people know that, especially back then when it was mostly not that it wouldn't be now, but I think people are a little bit more accepting of these things, you know. Like when we were growing up, we grew up Am and I we're we're born in 1975, so uh uh the, the, we grew up in the Bible Belt, so a lot of these things that people would get into would be considered new agey or, you know what I mean, on that kind of tip. So, satanic. Socially, religiously unacceptable, the devil's work. Right, right. So, it's interesting that he would would, uh, continue to, even though he wouldn't out and out talk about that to the public so much or whatever, but that he would continue sort of uh, exploring that. I think it's great. And we've had people on that have been psychic or have that ability or whatever and you hear that a lot um about people um developing that over time i mean i think a lot of people that are really that have that gift they have it and then they sort of keep developing it i think it's interesting now you're making reminding me he said it was kind of like it was a muscle you could develop it sure you could you could yeah and he admitted too some of that could be just subconscious intuition coincidence sure but he, he told me that you are more you know because yeah. we all have people said i go through this period i'm thinking of this person i haven't thought about that he calls right you know, or he or she who knows well we, we know. yeah and we we communicate in so many different ways as human oh, beings yeah, body language yeah. body language and to to honestly the the hardest thing with covid for me was not getting that interaction with people and being able to see beyond like just the eyes uh it really was difficult to communicate with people um i think that was the hardest thing about it uh because we we do read so much into you know a little facial expression and twinges and things that you get from folks it's really quite fascinating man 
Yeah, it's evo- it's evolutionary too. That's how we stayed alive. That you know, we would catch and how things looked and we felt. They say you always hear like uh, communication is eighty percent body language. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's funny. I talked to some executives, you know, some people in Princeton, big time executives. They say Skype uh, or, or or Zoom, they can get business done, but they want no, they want they really want to see someone when they say I got this this project under right. control. They yeah. want to see yeah. them in person. Yeah. 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 Which yeah. is one of the reasons that we, when we do our recording, we, and we use Skype because generally, well, I mean, obviously we're not in the same room or in the same state. Um, we like to see the other, our guest faces as, as well. So we can, you know, so we can react, you know, right. so we can read, we can see that we can uh, interact. And it's just more, you know, it's the human connection. Right. It and is. Especially when you're telling stories yeah. and sharing. It's just so much more to see somebody's face and to see that, that you know, th- their eyes and their expressions while they're remembering and reliving these things. And you, you just, it evokes so much more yeah. in us. So that's, you know, that's, 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 that's great for, you know, uh, when you're doing you know, interviews like this. Hopefully that translates uh, when it's just the audio only yeah. podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. But, you know, I think it us, does. I think it does. Yeah. I think it does. I think it does. Yeah, when I listen to a podcast or anything, I always try to close my eyes and then is this something I could just listen to? Is this something I want to invest 15 minutes into and listen to? Right. Yeah. And that is an art, though. People can talk. And that's why I, I talk about Howard Stern, whether you like him or not. He just gets people together, but yeah. I mean, he has a gift and they, they and he, some of it's fine, but they can just be rapping about anything. Yeah. yeah. And you want to hear there's something and, compelling. And he is Hopefully, really, you know, content, you know? I think as he's gotten older too, his art of interviewing people he's just got it down to such a precise thing man he can get anybody to open up because of who he is because of all the content that he put out there i think in his early ages he's able to connect with people that often wouldn't open up like that celebrities and stuff that wouldn't normally do that for sure yeah. some of it's radio, yeah written and, he, and he's done it and he's genuine but he does some great things because i mean he does what was really not he asks insightful questions right demands some kind of open end and he also goes to he does something i call he hits like the five points he justifies people's failures or asks why right he throws stones at their enemies that gets them going yes i'll call them sir or mister he goes let us learn let us right he does a very good job doing that even though if he's joking around with them and even like joshing or even rocking them right very good at that yeah yeah and also, he knows the business, and like you say, he's done this so much, right? You know, right? As far as everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's also at this point such a—he's such a personality and a on a cultural icon, I suppose. That you know, he, he has his style, and people know his style, and they know his approach, and they right. know how he is going to, and most likely approach right. them. Um, you know, so they that also adds to because like, oh, he's not like you know, yeah. the 60 minutes crew or whatever, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. yeah he'll go like with, with your new wife, with the sex really, or with the trophy wife. Right. Did you <laughs> But also, yeah, yeah. He'll, yeah. even if he's joking, they'll go, well, well, I don't care. And then the guy might say, I don't care what my kids think. And the conversation yeah. starts going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 It, it's, you know, it's insightful in that sense. For he, sure. He's good. And, he, and he, don't forget, he has, re, you know, we're, we're doing this kind of on our own. I have some help. He has full-time researchers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. He meditates for three hours. He hits this. He does. Now, well, he's older now. He does three hours. Right. Do you want another story? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, th- <laughs> this has been recent. We have ghost dogs in my house. Oh, wow. Okay. It, um, we've gone through periods of having always two dogs. It's funny, though. We have two dogs, and when one gets old, we get another one before the, before the old one dies. Sometimes we even have three, and they yeah. kind of recycle. Right, and, right. And they're a little spoiled, a little indulged. Maybe they don't want to leave at all. Yeah. <laughs> so it started about seven years ago. My wife and daughter, I didn't see the first one. The first one was we had a lapso apso. And, and they're like little dogs. And she was playing, like 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 you see dogs play, get down the high lengths, with something that wasn't there. But it was obvious with the movements. It was she was playing with another dog. Mm. And my wife and daughter were just watching this in the living room during the afternoon. And my daughter even went, like, put her hand with with, with the suppose other dog was, and, and they still kept on playing. Wow. Then the Doberman, who was very sweet, came in and started just barking. And then, like, chasing something into a corner. And then chased, I was told this, and then chased again. We had the garage, the um, basement door was open, and which the basement door wouldn't go down, kept on barking like she was, like she was staring at something. Going, rawr, rawr, rawr. It's like, doo, 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 doo. Yeah. And then I go, that's two people seeing it, too. And I go, you sure it wasn't the dog? You know, I'm going to ask, no, but they, they go, we know what dogs look like when they play. Yeah. 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 It was just, it was like pantomime. Almost done. Wow. So then about a week later, I'm home alone. And um, everyone, my, my parents are up in Maine and everything. The dogs are now up in Maine. They, my parents take the dogs. We have that house up in Maine. And um, I hear a, a sound I've heard a million times. The bounding steps of a large dog coming down our stairs. And I turn around because I want to greet the do- Doberman. And then I just remember there's no Doberman. The dogs went up to Maine. Wow. Wow. And then about five days later, we had a guest over, my wife and I. We're giving the guest dinner and everything. And we're commenting, no dogs to bother us and stuff. And then I, I heard, I heard the, do, 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 again, the, the sound I've heard millions of times when I would come home, that dog, dogs would come bounding down the stairs. Sure. And then about five minutes after I heard, it, I go to my wife and our friend David was kind of deaf. He, he's my parents' friend. He's a little hard of hearing, so he didn't hear anything. I go, did you just hear what I heard? And she goes, yeah. I've heard it before. Wow. So then cut to about a year later, um, the dogs, the one dog, the little dog had died. We have a replacement, but she's sleeping in her, in her little bed in another room. And my daughter screams and runs into our room. And she says that she felt she was asleep and she felt a dog at her feet. And at first, you know, she, that's happened a lot. And then she looked down and she saw just a depression on the bed and felt something like nuzzling her feet, but there's nothing there. And there's a depression on the bed, like a little dog. She came running in the bed, didn't want, and wouldn't go back. Dang, so, man. How long, that, how long have you lived in this house for? I can't, it's the house we grew up in. I grew oh, up in. I came okay. back. Six years, so it's all dogs and everything. Wow. So then uh, nothing happened until last year. Summertime again. It's my wife and I. And she's in the shower, and I'm lying on the bed, watching, I don't know, something, and I felt something on my legs. And again, I reached down to pet it, and I go, there's nothing, and I saw the depression. Again, a depression. Again, this was like a bigger dog, though, like a Doberman or something. Wow. And I went, whoa! But so loud, and my wife usually, not that she has bad hearing, but she's not acute hearing, and she's in the shower. She came running out of the shower. Damn. Like, those dogs come back. 
Wow. No, there hasn't been anything since. I just think they're so attached. Or they're yeah, for sure. Well, it, I mean, dogs are obviously extremely loyal. Yeah. And uh, they're and protective, you know, and uh, so. Uh, and they, spoiled. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they, but they also, they want to stay with their pack, you right. know. Yeah. So it could be that we've heard. Um, I know we've heard at least one story about a ghost dog, but it wasn't a very friendly one. So it's nice to hear yeah. that that you know pets, and that makes sense. You know, I mean that it seems like to me. I don't know why, but it does make sense that that they would want to be around whenever they could. I yeah, guess. yeah. I wonder. You know, you see all these documentaries about ghosts and everything. Do they know they're gone? Are they there? We just don't feel them all the time. Right. Do, or, do they know they're dead? I mean, I start thinking. Yeah. I mean, they're dogs. You know, how much do they know or not know? Sure. They're doing things they always did when they're alive. Right. Right. That is so interesting. What's, then you get creepy too. All, all this, like all this other shadow worlds going on, you don't really, really realize yeah. it. That's what this Mike Reverend Brown was talking about. Yeah, man. In this too, it's all going around you. Yeah. No, no. Which I'm kind of glad. I, I'm not one of these people. Like uh, Eddie Murphy had a funny comedy routine. He goes, "Why people are crazy? You see these movies and like they go, oh, there's a ghost here. It's great. Let's let's stay and, and check it out." Yeah, <laughs> Why black people like they hear like get out we're leaving yeah 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 (laughs) yeah that's true that's true i don't want to i don't even though i should be freaking out now i'm not i know that's all happened but i don't want it and sometimes when i am alone if you think too i start thinking about stuff again yeah Mm -hmm. sure and stuff you want another one i mean yeah man yeah we'll take whatever you got we love this stuff we're having a great conversation with you and you're telling some great stories, and it's fantastic. So, yeah. Yeah, got, yeah. The more you got, the more we're willing to sit oh, here yeah. and, and listen. Yeah. Uh, okay, this is completely – and now I'm getting – because I, I, I kind of blotted this out of my memory because it was too much. This is – I'm older than you. This goes back to high school. Mm-hmm. Um, my bro- I have to give you some context. My brother had a friend named Raymond who I would run into – and I'm, in co- I'm, 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 co- I'm sorry, I'm in college, and it's summertime. And I have the house to myself. My parents are up in Maine. My brothers are going, doing their other things. They're in college, too. I have the house to myself. It's great. It's great. Yeah. I would yeah, work yeah, like yeah. one month, quit my job, and just party for two months. Yeah. Right. I have no money for college, but I knew what I was doing. I go, I'm yeah. going to young ones. You know, yeah, go to yeah. the Jersey Shore, have friends over, girls, no problem. You know, yeah. no mom and dad. Yeah. So I I was in the ACDC, and I bought, this is how old I am, I bought the 40, 45 Highway to Hell. Oh, man. I went into Raymond Brower. I was playing basketball with him. Raymond Brower. I shouldn't say his last name. Sorry. He's still alive today. Raymond. And we can knock that out. Raymond with the chemical distance at too young an age. Uh-huh. And he was raised. His, ma, his ma, mom, his family side on his mom's side, they're from Alabama. Mm-hmm. And he would spend summers with his grandparents. And they, they put the fear of Jesus in him. And devils and all that stuff. Yeah. So he already had that in. He had that conflict. He, I think he was traumatized. I think it was really fundamental church he went to when he was in Alabama. Yeah. Then he started taking LSD. And then he started seeing demons. And then he got obsessed about it. Even once the police had to interdict, he was running around the Princeton High School track at 2 in the morning saying, because he was, I think he was tripping, saying that demons are chasing him. <laughs> so we used to terrorize oh, Raymond about you know, yeah. Ramy, Ramy, Briar, frying in the fire. <laughs> no, Raymond, you've taken acid too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> anyway, you would joke about it, though, too. Cause he, you know, but anyway, I told him I got the highway to hell. And he goes, Adam, that's a gateway. 
that's a gateway. I'm like, I'll F you. <laughs> you know? yeah. It's a cool song. It's ACDC. It's rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. It's a marketing thing. And, and they, and you know, they live their wild life. Who knows what the lyrics are about? Yeah. Yeah. So I go, um, it's a swampy, like in New Jersey, it's pretty swampy right now. Not as hot as Oklahoma, but we get, we get yeah. 90% right now, 90% humidity, no wind. Yeah. yeah. I'm in my bedroom. Even then, I was probably cheap. I didn't put on the air conditioning. I wasn't even paying for it. And I have the, 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 the shades are catty-cornered from my windows, and they're down. I mean, there's no breeze. No breeze. I then played Highway to Hell 10 times in a row. Got into it. Got into it. Yeah. the bass, you know, rock and roll, whatever it is. Yeah. Plotting bass, the drums, the guitars, you know, the crescendo. Yeah, yeah. You know. And then took it off, kind of tired, lying in my bed. It was probably about 8.45. The sun was still out. And all of a sudden, both lamp sh- both the window shades go up. They flap up symmetrically at the same time. Mm. In the same way. Like they were, like a string had pulled them up. And, and they went exactly, the, like again, mirror images of each other. Right, right. They yeah. flap up. And they flap down again. Weird. And then they go, atmospheric disturbance? There's just no wind. Right. And they can't go up that high. And both at the same time. And then what happened, you've probably heard when you see documentaries of celebrity ghost stories, all of a sudden I felt this anxiety I could not explain. And I started talking to myself, Adam, you're acting nuts. This isn't really happening. Because I, I, I don't get panic attacks. I'm not in a rut. And then it got even more intense. And I started hyperventilating. And then there was like a, a, a heaviness. And it wasn't the humidity, a mist in the air. And then I was going, and I'm talking to myself, this is weird. You have to calm down. This is not happening. And then I felt compelled to break the 45. And then I said, I'm not doing it because I'm too embarrassed. Even though there's no one there, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's not, it, again, I've, I've seen the, the, the servant girl, but I'm not even thinking about that. I'm older now. I was like, yeah. to me, centuries ago. But anyway, and then I, I I, I got to break this. I just, I, something was compelling me. I was afraid. I, maybe this is it or something. This is too much. Yeah. So I break it in half. Break it in four pieces. Break it in more pieces. I put it in my fireplace. I, I burn it as much as I can. And then again, just like maybe a valley, I don't, it goes. The heaviness, the anxiety, it just leaves. Wow. I'm exhausted. I'm emotionally fatigued. I'm a little freaked. I, I, I keep the light on. I fall asleep. I had the most vivid dream. These, and I've only rarely had this. The dream was like this. And it was just like I was awake. Um, I hear someone jabbering angrily on the phone in my parents' room. I get up and I run to the phone. This is woman. And the best way I can describe her is she looks like uh, Joan Crawford in, um, you know, No Wooden Hanger is Mommy Dearest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like that. Not looking up, but she actually goes, there's no one here on the phone. And then she cackles. And then in my dream, this ha- I did it four more times. I wake up in my dream, hear someone talking. I freak out. I run. And then she's there. And she, there's no one on the phone. And she cackles. And then I woke up from that dream about two in the morning. And I, I, I turned on all the lights. I put on the TV. I'm just <laughs> bunkering in. So I call Raymond Brower. And of course, he said, you did it. You opened the portal. He starts freaking out more, too. And he goes, you opened the portal. 
And I told him what I did. Thank God. I'll find this. There's this Pentecostal reverend down on Route 1. I'll find him. We'll we'll cleanse the house for you. I go, we won't do that. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) And stuff. So that happened. Wow. I I wasn't thinking about any of that. I mean, I wasn't thinking about rainbow. I mean, I was just getting off alone. It was like, you know, I'm I'm in my underwear dancing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My way to hell by myself. Yeah. Christmas and risky business. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's crazy, man. So can you listen to that song today without having those memories? I don't have it in my house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you have YouTube and everything, yeah. but right. I don't have it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no DVD. I know they're almost past it. I know it's not. Yeah. yeah. It's not in my house. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's just like, why tempt fate? I don't know. Sure. Yeah. That's very real, you know? You know, I mean, I grew up listening to a lot of different music, and some of it was pretty crazy, and, and, um, not Carrie Underwood, isn't she from Eastern yeah, Oklahoma? Yeah, she's from Oklahoma. Yeah, she's, uh, she, yeah, she's from Oklahoma. Uh, yeah. The things I listen to. Music, I mean, oh, I like you know Slayer and uh, Metallica, oh, okay. and Megadeth, and uh, a bunch of just super heavy stuff. For back then, back then that would have been considered extreme metal. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's a little bit below Marilyn Manson, but spawned him. Right. Yeah. yeah exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. like the it's like the generation that was right after ACDC. Right. right. All right. Those, exactly. Because we're, we're you know, and stuff. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I knew that time. I knew some people. And yeah. Yeah. And I don't some Anthrax songs, but Megadeth. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But, but what it is. I don't know. It doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. 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 Like, what did your parents think about all that? Oh, they hated it. Oh, they hated it. They made I'm the mis- sure. they made the mistake of giving me their their big ass pioneer home stereo system. You know, they had the <laughs> right, like right. the old school turntable and these fucking speakers, man, were massive. And I would crank that shit in my in yeah. my in my room. And my dad came in one time and he took all of my tapes because that's what I had, you know, tapes, you know, tape cassettes right, right. and and threw them all away. And then of course, oh yeah. And then of course, um, I picked him out of the trash and found him. <laughs> Talk about generational change, though. Yeah. 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 So Are you still here? How's your hearing? Uh, it's terrible, man. I but because yeah. I've been <laughs> I've been playing in bands since I was about twelve or oh. thirteen years old, and then I toured professionally as a as a sound engineer, and so my ears aren't the greatest for sure. They're, yeah, yeah. A lot of people didn't catch on to maybe having earplugs like that. I know. Yeah, I read some interview. Rod Stewart was really early. Someone, a manager, someone made just you know homemade earplugs. Yeah. Out. Yeah, they back weren't. A, yeah, thinking about that. They weren't. A thing. Yeah, I got a similar story though. My, I, I was playing Aerosmith, and my dad walked in. It was almost like a leave it to Beaver moment. Yeah, you know, my dad was kind of cool. You kids got to do your thing. We just walked in. He turned it down. He goes. This is not music. <laughs> and he goes, Adam, they look like terrorists. <laughs> yeah. And stuff. And he goes, Yeah. I just don't get it. That sounds exactly <laughs> like I mean, my conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Frank Sinatra, like, yeah. Oh, pretty funny, so and different. Even Tyler looks yeah. like a hippie grandma. So, right. you know, oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Talk about the Walking Dead. I mean, he should yeah. be dead. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, he cheated the devil yeah, many did. times. Oh, yeah. Big time. Oh, yeah. Many times. I mean, Big time. the toxic twins.
Hey everybody, you're listening to the What Your Weird Story podcast. You probably knew that already because you're listening or downloaded to the episode off of your iTunes or your Spotify or whatever place you get your podcast from. We want to thank you for listening. We also want to remind you to like us, follow us, subscribe to us, make sure that you get your new podcast episode every week. We'd also like to ask you to rate and review so that we can grow our audience and we can have more friends, we can have more stories. So thanks for listening to What's Your Weird Story. The next one happened to my brother in the 1980s. Um, my brother was a little... Um, <laughs> he was going to Syracuse University. He transferred to University of Vermont for his final year. I don't know what the deal was, but Vermont said, just finish here, but Syracuse said, we'll give you a Syracuse degree. He went there to follow his girlfriend. Todd being, my brother being his brother, things were working. It took him three years to finally finish up in Burlington, Vermont. But that led him to what I'm about to say. He um, was living in a farmhouse with this guy named Johnny from Princeton, too. I won't say his last name. And um, they found a Ouija board. Hmm. And they were hmm. living in the farmhouse because it was really cheap. It's yeah. outside, they didn't have a lot of money. You know, you're in college. And uh, they started playing with it. And they both swore they weren't moving it, but they, they, they contacted a guy named Tyler who said he was an alcoholic and lived on this farm. It was a sheep farm at the turn of the century. And one time when he was drunk, he was shearing sheep with a knife, and he cut like a major vein in his arm, and he bled out, and there's no one around. So they're playing with him. And I, I, I remember asking Todd, I literally verified this story when I talked to Johnny and his mother, because mm-hmm. I always trust my brother. Mm-hmm. And, they, and I go, were well, you freaking out? And he goes, kind of, but we thought it was funny. But we, we both swore we weren't moving it. And then about three weeks into this, they would come home every day at the same time from school. They take the same bus back, you know, to get out to this little farmhouse. They start playing with it. And then um, Tyler got really nasty, like exorcist nasty. Like, you're going to be sucking cocks in hell with your father. But they thought that was funny. Damn. <laughs> and they keep doing it. And, I mean, to them, there's something looking forward to it. Cut to Johnny's mother is then, during this period, is going to a special dentist in Philadelphia. She meets a woman in the waiting room. And, of course, the appointment is always late. And... She talks to this woman because they're both bored. And the woman says, I'm just a normal housewife, but I happen to be psychic, too. So Johnny's mom, this is her telling me, they said, oh, fine, I'll talk to her about it. I don't believe in that nonsense. But okay. And they talk. And then the conversation ends naturally. And they're still waiting to go. And, and all of a sudden, the woman turned to her and said, tell your son and his friend to stop playing with the Ouija board. The person they contact is not who they think it is. They now have a demon. Damn. And she said the way she turned to- towards and said it was just like, you know, almost like, you know, like, again, like she was feeling something out and just coming out. So that night she called, got Johnny on the phone. And what she said was, um, so you, you play with a Ouija board. And Johnny's like, how did she know that? And uh, then she explained and said, get rid of it. There's a demon and everything. So they uh, they burned it as best they could and everything. And, wow. Uh, and I verified this because I talked to John, and then I talked to his mother. I knew it was a mother. Yeah, wow. Ouija boards, we've had people on with Ouija board stories, man. And I'm always fascinated by those. Have you used I haven't used them since I was a kid. So no. I, no, 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 no. Scared no. to death of them. <laughs> yeah. Scared to death. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, never. No, no, no I never would. Uh, yeah, we, the, way we were brought up to definitely just not go near that kind of stuff. Right. And, you know... And as adults, 
Um, you know, I don't think we have as many fears of those things that are, you know, satanic or evil or whatever, but still. But why push um, it? Why push it? We, yeah, we both draw lines. Like... No, we're not going <laughs> to No, no, we can Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, like me with ACDC in yeah. the house. Right. right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. And you can't explain it. It's one of those things you can't really explain why you don't want. It's like, if I say that I'm scared to death of it as a 45 year old man that's odd but at the same time it is what it is man you know yeah. i'm not i'm not into it, it. it it's more like uh you don't have to do it right right and no one's forcing you so right why you know i was listening to somebody the other day talk about religion and prayer and things like that and the reasons why we do the things that we do and it's about intention it's not necessarily that we think that this thing is going to come to fruition, but that's where we're pointing our energy and saying, right. okay, I'm putting this out into the world, you know, look out for grandma or whatever it is. Um, and I, maybe, maybe that's what it is, you know, for me. Yeah. In, yeah. Intention. Yeah, right. and, yeah. 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 You know? And you don't know, but you just know that's what you do. And yeah. I think it's, yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think it's human beings though. I, I think, yeah. I think it's three parts sometimes too. Maybe I'm over analyzing this. We still want to hope in some way there's some kind of miracle. There's something that listens to us. Yeah. Yeah. And, and stuff. Yeah. And then we also want to just, like you said, put that intention out there. And if there is, I want that person to be safe. I, I don't want this to happen. Right. And then I think we we all know, no matter what, just discussing the classic thing about the Big Bang Theory. We, in some ways, we are so not in control of our lives. Things just happen. And what made this? Hundred percent. Now, let me ask you this. Speaking of the Big Bang. Martinez size? No, I'm not the <laughs> But look, put it this way. I have trouble walking. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, are your, <laughs> what are your thoughts on, on the whole UFO, UAP thing? Uh, what was it? Yeah, you have to fill me in. I heard what, what, it's on 60 Minutes. Like, yeah. The U.S. government admitted that their pilot saw we saw something, and they admitted yeah. it for the first time they don't yeah. know what it is. Yeah, the the, the yeah, yeah. It, it's oh, well. The whole last. Year. I don't know about that. I read the book Area Fifty One. Okay. Do you know about that book? Have you heard about it? It's yeah. a book written by a woman. Um, of I can, can I know time short. What happened was her uncle worked at Area Fifty One, right after you know after World War Two and everything. And he would have these informal reunions with all these other guys. This is like fifteen, twenty years ago, and they're all in their eighties now. And they told her all these stories about actually went. What, ha what happened, right. but they couldn't give their names. And they, officially, they were breaking secrecy laws, federal laws. But um, she believes them and everything, and she wrote it down. And then and it explains, like Roswell, what that was, the U.S. government wanted to try to measure um, Soviet Union H-bombs going off. So they, they had some long sheet that was they put up in the stratosphere that somehow would detect the, the waves of the uh, uh, hydrogen bomb. That's what that was. Yeah. And the reason um, they loved the fact that people thought it was Martians. And then the, the spaceship that was found there, they think that Stalin, East Ger some East German scientists had done things with microwaves and they learned how to make these small little like flying saucers. And that Stalin had actually put in a, um, like a deformed midget in the flying saucer and had it fly into the U.S. for two reasons. One, to say, look, we can get under your air cover. And two, we want to try to freak out the American people. Yeah. And he did that as payback as the, of the U-2s. Right. It took a long time until the the Russians knew about the U-2s. They wouldn't admit it because they're too embarrassed because they couldn't shoot them down until like 57. Yep. And then it also says 
and uh, Princeton University astronomer I know who does I think he won't tell me classified work. He says ninety percent of that stuff is is you can explain. It's either weather phenomenon or it's Amer it's a U.S. Mm-hmm. the U.S. ship. It's U.S. It's sometimes top secret. Even now I hear. I hear some whooshing, whooping sounds. I think it comes from McGuire Air Force Base. Right. And I was told it's one of their stealth, you know, top secret. They go up into the stratosphere, bounce around space, come back down things. Sure. And stuff. Yeah. So my feeling is this. With all that said, I don't know. Because I yeah. don't know the whole story. But yeah. time, most times it's being explained. Second of all, if we have UFOs, my understanding, the astronomer friend said, yes, there could be, and he didn't he went into details, there could be another world out there, probably is, but they're so far away, Yeah. according to their calculations. Sure. And unless they're so advanced, really couldn't reach us. Sure. Yeah. Well, it's, my, why haven't they come down and told me what the lottery winner was going right, to be? I don't think. Right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, it's 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 definitely uh, it's definitely an intriguing thing that we we keep an eye on here because we talk about weird shit. So, uh, always always interested to hear people's uh, angle and and see where they come in on that stuff. And and uh, speaking of talking about things and. And being in the business of talking about things, you've got a really cool podcast, man. I was listening to it today. Um, no, you weren't. Don't lie. Don't no, I was, actually. Uh, he sent me a link, and Breezin with Beerman, right? A podcast. Um, on Spotify and iTunes and YouTube, I think. Everywhere you can get uh, well, your podcasts, you know. You can, you well, can, I can tell Yes, you can find it on uh, on uh, New Pod Cities, um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbeam, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Stitcher, on and on. Yes. Yeah. If you want to. So, Beerman spelled B I E R M A N. M A N. Right. So, what what led you to this? So, I just to let people know, um, I was listening to the one today with Mimi, Which one was Mimi Bull, the, the latest one. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, what a story she's got, man. Yeah. Um, you know, the Catholic Church is a hot topic button. You know, it's it's one of those. Well, yeah, yeah. and deserving criticism. Deserving yeah. criticism. Hundred percent. And that story but, that she told, I don't know that I've ever heard one like it. Yeah, and it's, and I I guess we should probably say that it's not a uh, story of abuse per se, but um, if you, you I don't know if you want to talk, you know, give it a little summary of it adam or or or, or we could do whatever but anyway oh. sorry <laughs> well, a quick summary yeah um she was being she had a, she was being raised by what's this she was being raised by her mother and her friend yeah and she told her her father was gone and this catholic priest in the town was very close to her and then she found out after he died that um he was um her father right. and uh I, one thing i caused depression she that she yeah. said it did cause sure. it and, and everything and it turns out this was more common than previously thought and i think currently because i talked to her they have support groups for, the, for that mm. yeah. and it makes sense yeah and she's also uh i think she said where she's trying to uh get the rules changed uh so that the, the priest can marry and have children. Yeah, yeah. From what I understand, she she reiterated this too. And some the priests were getting married like in the seventh century. But basically, right. the church didn't like the fact that when they died, they couldn't get the property back then. Right. You know, they had property. That was a big yeah. thing. Yeah. Right. So then let's let's be honest. They just they have a revelation, and you can only marry God. You know. And right. 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 And off we go. And sure. So, so what was your? Like that. that was great, man. Like, oh, 
No, it was great. Oh, fantastic episode. Because you ask great questions, man, and, and you let that you let the guests speak. And what what was your idea when you put the podcast together? What was your thought behind it? Well, actually, this won't be on either my breathing with beer. When we had something called a okay, when I came, I was overseas for like ten years, and when I came home, we have a public access station. I don't know if you have them. Yeah, public. Yep. And there were, I think, Barry Goldwater in the eighties when, when cable came in, being a libertarian, he goes, "We have to leave some of these stations public access, and they'll be paid for by, by the cable company when they when they they all pay by the right away when they have to put in, um, like poles or wires, they will pay the the municipality money, which will go to the to the public access station. Yeah. Gotcha. So we had a public access station. So I had a TV show called Breezing with Beerman. Okay. But um, long story, I mean, nonprofits can be bizarre. And maybe you, you've been in bands, you know. Sure. Weird people. It could be better run. Things. Are, so I started my podcast. But I've been actually doing interviews for maybe 20 years now. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. And you so. keep them, from what I see, the episodes are fairly short. I mean, under yeah. a half hour, would you say? I would say because not. I want to know. I'm not saying I'm not professional, but you're talking to people who haven't done a lot of interviews. Mm-hmm. Also, even if they prepare, they don't always prepare. They're busy with their lives. Sure. And I don't want things wandering. I try to keep it cogent. Yeah. And I try to coach them beforehand because, I mean, that one thing I learned. My show on Christian TV was a little irreverent. After a while, I cut people off because I was getting the I was getting the public access hell stuff. I was getting sure. like. <laughs> It's like, yeah. well, it's a lot of fun to sell. Carnegie likes It's a lot of fun to sell, you see. And there's many different ways you can sell. Yeah. This is boring. You're right. boring in real life. And I, at the beginning, I wouldn't cut them off. I didn't know what, I didn't feel authentic. Yeah. What do I do? Sure. And then I thought, no, we're not doing this anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I tried my best to get interesting people. I would coach them or say, look, let's go over some questions we might go over. Think short. Don't worry about. It. You don't have to hit home runs. Everyone gets nervous, even though sure. they know their life won't change. They want to come off the best self sure. every time. Exactly. Yeah. And do you, so you? You kind of have to let that guard go down too, and everything. Is it all? Um, like, do you have? I know you have authors on, but what other types of folks do you have on? That's the thing. You guys have a niche. I don't, which could be hard. I, I get it's catch as catch can. Again, I, I always say my job is to educate and inform and entertain, and I get I get any any genre I can. Sure. Luckily, even living in Princeton, we're a focus area. I didn't realize this growing up. We've got a major university. Yeah. We have the Institute for Advanced Study. Einstein was there. Major pharmaceutical companies. Uh, Westminster Choir, a music school. They're going back to writer. And it attracts a, a lot of different people, yeah. actors, musicians, writers. So right here, we have a hotbed in a small town, a hotbed. I guess you probably get that Norman or you sure. know, yeah, exactly. know, yeah. still, still water and everything. Yeah. That helps, too. And now the magic. Uh, uh, also, I've lived around the world and I, my wife has. And then I get I talk to friends. Can you help me get a guest or like you? I'm trying to mark it out. Mm-hmm. and meet people and get on one because i like to do it two i think it's good practice for me to be on the other end sure. and three i liked your podcast it seemed interesting that's cool that's cool. and four it's, it's marketing yeah it's yeah. marketing right. exactly oh yeah 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 for sure yeah that's that's what it's all about especially for us small guys you know we we got to help each other out and and that's it's fun to do and, and we appreciate you coming on man seriously it was a pleasure having you on, and, and yes. your podcast is really great, man. People need to check it out. Well, yeah, also for my good looks, because we're on YouTube. Of well, you should come. You want to arrange you come on my show? Yeah, yeah. man, of course. We'd love and you to. you talk anything you want. It'd be, we do 20 to 30 minutes. Anything great. you want to talk about. Perfect. That's great. But stories like, stories like the band thing. Sure. Whatever. 
Those are the things. Yeah. Really, those are the things that people get their attention. Sure, that's great. Yeah, yeah we'll do it. So in, let people know how they can get in touch with you. You got an email or uh, your social media, any of that kind of stuff that you can uh, put, um, put I'm out on there. Facebook, Breathing with Beerman, Adam Beerman on Instagram. If you go to Princetonian Now on, on Facebook, if you remember that, Princetonian Now with an A on Instagram. Uh, you can email me at ababeerman1 at gmail.com. And you know, just Google Breezing with Beerman. Everything will come up. Cool. And I do appreciate this. And, yeah. and Adam and Barry, you guys are great. Thanks, man. Great. I enjoyed this conversation. I hope I, I hope I did justice to. Oh, uh, Adam, you're fantastic. Beyond having an excellent and incredibly powerful name, uh, <laughs> just <laughs> obviously uh, a mark of wisdom and good character and. Uh, um, incredible looks, such as myself, and magical yeah. loins, <laughs> and magical loins. That's right. That's right. Yes. <laughs> I didn't want to bring it up myself, but hey, uh, no, those are fantastic stories. We, th- yeah, those are just awesome, and we love how uh, we loved hearing them, and we loved how one just kind of, you know, popped up in the memory. Yeah. While we were doing yeah. this, and that that's what one of the things that happens when we do it so in this conversational manner right. is because it feels, you know, we hope that people feel less pressure uh, telling stories and having conversation than being, you know, strictly interviewed, but it benefits for this kind of yeah. a podcast, we yeah. think. so. And now I'm going to have to have an ambient now because I'm going to think about all this. And <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again. Uh, it was, it was great. And, um, We'll get in touch. We'll do okay, that. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll have my producer call. I'll have my people call your cool. people. Cool. We'll Great. Talk. Great. That sounds. Thank good. you, Adam, and thank you. And I love Adam's name. I love you. I love you, Paul. <laughs>Hey, that's a nice t-shirt you got on there. Oh, thanks, dude. It's brand new. Do you like that? It's one of the official What's Your Weird Story t-shirts. Where'd you get that? It's funny that you ask. I just got it off the brand new Spreadshirt.com site for the What's Your Weird Story podcast. There's no www. You just go straight to shop.spreadshirt.com backslash what without the apostrophe W-H-A-T-S hyphen Y-E-R dash w-e-i-r-d dash s-t-o-r-y and that'll take you right there i mean you can never own enough clothing well that's true barry there's t-shirts for the ladies because you know they're cut differently there's hoodies which are really cool there's two different kinds of hoodies and there's also tote bags so you can tote your stuff that's so cool man so if you guys go out to spreadshirt.com what's your weird story currently there are two designs but there will be more going up very soon so just keep your eyes out for that and if you decide to get one of our shirts tag yourself on instagram to ours or facebook show your love show us what you got let's see your true colors hey everybody this is dave schrader from the holzer files on travel channel you're listening to what's your weird story well adam thanks for coming on it was a uh, uh, great to to meet you and to talk about these weird things that you've experience in your life and uh i i gotta say the ghost dogs are cool it's a, that was a yeah. cool story yeah yeah and you know when a dog it's like he says you know when a dog is playing with another dog right you know you see the, how they interact you know cats aren't like that cats will look at whatever that's not there and but cats won't play with something yeah. that's not there they'll play with their tail true they'll play with a toy you know but they're not going to play with another cat that's not there yeah um 
so you know a dog will do that so you know that's the difference in the behavior yeah. there so that's yeah. really cool yeah and of course um you know that devil music that we love so well i know I know. <laughs> you know, it's so weird when people tell that story. I don't think the younger folks can understand really. It's almost like the the guilt that you that is it bred into us at a very young age to be when you're brought up in a spiritual or a religious sort of setting. It 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 helps govern your brain in a in a lot of different ways, and he I think expressed that in such a great way where it was like oh my god like i i just gotta smash this thing because yeah. what if what if this is what is bringing the negativity yeah definitely dude funny funny and his friend and, and spiritual advisor ray everybody loves raymond yeah so yeah. you know <laughs> yeah 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 that's great uh, and of course ouija boards um still stand in the ground of do not touch do yeah. not mess with be a harmless toy could be you know a uh, direct hotline to the uh, darkest realms yes uh, don't care uh don't not gonna mess with it either way yeah so. still in in my mid-40s man i'm still not gonna mess with it yep that's that residual uh lingering effects of uh growing up in the bible belt during the satanic panic of the 80s that's so, right yeah that's right <laughs> which just made me want to rebel even more you know mm -hmm. and it's funny because i'll still see that from time to time it's from some of the old folks mm -hmm. from around here like sometimes you'll you'll catch some of that like i had a lady one time funny enough i was wearing an acdc t-shirt and it was the highway to hell t-shirt because you know that they got the horns you know uh on their head and uh or angus does in that uh in that picture and she just laid into me about it devil's music and stuff and i'm a, I'm a grown man you know yeah yeah but i just let her have her moment you know and then i was very kind to her and i said well i just i don't agree with you but i appreciate your opinion so <laughs> we leave it at that you know there you go so yeah so Awesome. Well, Adam, thanks again for joining us, and uh, thank you for sharing those really great stories. Um, we, uh, we're we looking forward to uh, being guests, hopefully, on the future, in a future yeah. episode of your podcast, Returning the Favor, and then um, and also checking out future episodes. Go check out Breezen with Beerman, B-I-E-R-M-A-N. And it's, uh, you know, like you said, it's everywhere and it's really cool. And it's a good, you know, like um, maybe listen to it while you're in the shower or something like that. Yeah. They're usually around like the 20 minute mark. Yeah, great. So uh, not long winded like uh, us Okies here, but still really yep. cool, very good. informative and gets down to it. So definitely. Awesome. Well, hey, everybody, thank you for listening once again. We'll see you next time. In the meantime, um, you know, go and uh, if you haven't already, go like and subscribe to our podcast so that you will f or follow us or whatever it is that you have to do um, so that you will have each new episode that comes out every Tuesday right there in your queue. And give us a call on the hotline or send us an email or get a hold of us through our social media. Go check out all that stuff. We want to hear your stories. We want to hear your cool stories of your Ouija boards or your LSD trips or flashbacks 
or uh, your maiden ghost girls, or your ghost dogs, or your UFOs, or your serial killer uncle, or you know, your your cousin who was a priest that had a family out of the priesthood, whatever. If you're you know got the doctor and some funny stories about what people have been sticking in their bodies, we, you know here we, we'd like to hear it all. Anything that's not normal, anything that's outside of the usual, anything that's what's what's oh, Barry, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, weird. Yeah, that's the <laughs> one. Anything that's weird, we want to hear your weird story. So, what's your weird story? Everybody, let us know. Join us here in Weirdsville on the podcast. We will see you next week. Until then, be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Until next time, be safe. Be weird. The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.